Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 11th. Time is 17.07, and joining me in the It's Doomsday Podcast studio is me, myself, and I. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to sit here by ourselves, and we're going to talk some doomsday shit today, and that's what we're going to do. So, before we really tear into this episode, one thing. Um, guys, the ReadyWise code has changed for the discount. I know a lot of you utilize that. A lot of you buy the ReadyWise products. And if you're wondering where did the discount go, it is still there, but the code has changed. So the code for that is D-O-O-M, D-O-O-M, Doom 10, T-E-N, Doom 10. So D-O-O-M, T-E-N, Doom 10. No longer Doom 10 one okay? Now that that's cleared up. Uh, we had to change our code. There were some things that were going on there and it just had to get changed up anyway. So I'm not going to be running the ReadyWise ad over these episodes, um, until we get some things hashed out with ReadyWise and get some things fixed. Okay. Also guys, check out Reaper, go to Reaper apparel, use my code there, doom 10, get yourself some cool clothes, utilize the code doomsday at blackbeardfire.com. Utilize that stuff. If you guys want some of the Spartan Bee Bread I've been promoting on social media, I've been taking this stuff every day. It's fantastic. The stampedenetwork.com, same code, Doom1010. Get yourself uh, 10% off and try that Bee Bread, guys. I'm loving it. I've been taking this every day for almost two months now, um, and I'm definitely noticing the difference. I feel great. Anyway, also the email, it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Also, if you guys want to add me on Snapchat, I made a new Snapchat for the show. I used to have one. I haven't used it in a long time, so I remade a new one. I know a lot of you guys liked being able to reach out to me and Snapchat me. So the new Snapchat is Jester Dooms, all one word, J-E-S-T-E-R-D-O-O-M-S, Jester Dooms on Snapchat. Go ahead, add me on there. We'll have some conversations. It's fun, right? Okay, so Tonight's episode, we all have these envisionments of a post-apocalyptic world and what that may look like and what that could look like. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. And today I'm going to break down what some of these things are going to look like and why they're going to be the way they are. And first, let me start with this. I've been doing the show since 2019. I started this. Okay, so I've been, you guys have been listening to me talk at you in the car and while you're in the bathtub, whatever you got going on, doing your prepper shit. You've been, li- you've been listening to me for four years, right? Launched on 2020. It's 2024. It's been, it's been a hell of a ride since 2019. Um, 
And I've built this like catalog of prepper information for you guys to learn all kinds of stuff. And I've had experts on it. We've done all these things, but it's like, I'm really getting to this point where, okay, enough fucking around. Let's get down to brass tacks here and really tell you guys what things are going to be like. And so you can get better prepared for come whatever may. Now let's start with this. It's the apocalypse. Emergency services are shut down. What do you think is going to be one of the biggest problems we're going to face in the U.S.? And I didn't even think about this until recently. It hit me. And this is what it is. We're going to have uncontrolled forest fires ravaging the country, just tearing shit to shreds, okay? Now, you go check out the EPA's website. They have an estimated, I think it's like since uh, 1983, they've been documenting the forest fires. Don't quote me on these, on these time frames. But they're putting in an estimated 70,000 forest fires a year documented. And right now we have emergency services and these awesome badass firefighters that go out on the ground and we've got awesome aircraft that go and, and they put out the fires. This is fire control is a major operation, guys. It is huge. So as soon as that gets shut down and it's not operating, the wildfires are going to continue. It's going to continue for from dumbass people, number one, going out and trying to make fires to cook things or burn their garbage because it's stacking up or whatever. And then you have the occasional lightning strike that's going to start a fire. Fires are going to happen, okay? And sadly, they won't be able to be contained or controlled. So you're talking about losing a lot of crops. You're talking about horrible air quality, horrible, horrible, like bad haze all the time with the amount of fires that will be burning. Not to mention, you know, the houses and people being displaced because of the fires. Like, the fire's going to be a big fucking deal in Doomsday. And I don't know why we've never really, you know, crossed that bridge to talk about it before in any of the shows. But that's going to be one of the biggest things that people have to deal with, is the constant threat and fear of fire. Now, you will have your little communities that work together, and they have their little fire brigades, and that's it. But you got to think about this. We've been fighting these fires for years. Every little town, every little civilization has had their own fire brigade, and now we have, like, this awesome 911 system with big badass tanker trucks and awesome pumps and fire hydrants everywhere. Fire's a big deal. And when no one's out there working to contain this shit, you bet your ass things will burn to the ground, and it's going to be uncontrollable. Now, what what else comes with this? Poor air quality, poor sunlight means poor crops. Okay, so if you're one of these preppers that has this mentality, well, I'm going to grow everything in the apocalypse— Awesome. Do it. But you're going to find yourself being a little bit disappointed when you're realizing it's taking longer to grow tomatoes. I'm not getting the yield I got last year. Bah, 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 bah. Not to mention smoky conditions in the air might mean the bees are like, fuck this, and they're not pollinating as much, which means you're getting even a shittier yield of things. So take these thoughts into consideration and think, how do I prep for fire? How do I prep for, you know, an abundance of forest fires? How do I prep for the the air quality, how do I prep for the low light conditions? Also, with the low light conditions due to the constant smoke in the air, these are going to affect our solar systems. And I put a lot of thought into this, and my thought process was the government doesn't care if everybody's going solar anyway, like they're offering tax credits and shit like that. And the reason why is because if shit does hit the fan, these systems are going to be obsolete. You're not going to be able to live off these. If there's constant smoke in the air, it's going to compromise your solar system. And I'm not saying it's not going to work. Sun rays will come through smoke. But people are going to talk about this kind of like how it is on a cloudy day. Like, oh yeah, we had overcast today and my batteries only got back to 50% or whatever the case may be. You're going to be 
expecting this when shit hits the fan. You're going to know that, hey, there's going to be smoke in the air, my solar panels are going to be compromised, and you're going to make sure that you build a bigger tracking array or a bigger solar array now. You're going to make sure you build that now, and you have just overbuild that system. Overbuild it. Make more watts, make more power, make more storage, because if that's what you're going to rely on when shit hits the fan, do realize if you have constant overcast every day, you're going to need a bigger system. And that is what's to be expected. I still think solar rocks for the apocalypse. I still think people should do it. I wish the technology was a little better. Um, but with what I'm seeing right now, warranties and everything else, and like what these some of these systems are guaranteed for, it's, I mean, let's be honest, the companies are going to be gone in the apocalypse. But having that peace of mind to know that this is going to supply me with power for X amount of years if shit does hit the fan, it's a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, right? It's good. We like it. All right. Fire is also going to compromise some water quality in the area. Um, and it's, and it's not so much the carbon from the natural things that are burning. That doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm, I'm good with it. We'll filter it out. We'll be fine. We'll be okay. But what does worry me are the toxins that are going to go up in the air and then come back down and land in water supplies. So open water sources could be compromised because when people's houses and things start burning, there's a lot of chemicals. There's a lot of nasty shit. It's going up. And it's coming back down, and a lot of those toxins are landing places, and it's going to end up in water supplies. Most of these things, once they're burnt, should, you know, should not be harmful when they come back down to Nashville, but you still don't want to drink the shit. You still don't want it in your water supply, okay? The next thing we don't talk about enough in with the apocalyptic stuff, and I brought this up on the show years ago. Um, imagine this scenario. People have pets. You know, they have dogs. They have cats. They have all these critters running around. And people work really hard to feed their pets and get them rabies shots and, and everything else. They work hard at this. And rabies is something every pet owner, you know, who has lives in a rural community thinks about because we know there's animals out in the woods that are rabid. We know that that, you know, rabies is out there. We know about it. We get our pets vaccinated for it. And that's okay. That's what we're supposed to do. But in the event of an apocalyptic scenario and people realize, hey, I can't feed this cat. I can't feed this dog. We, we can't do it. They're going to turn these dogs and cats loose to go fend for themselves because doggo is going to get hungry and he's going to go track down food and all the other doggos are going to do the same thing and they're going to gravitate to wherever the smell of food is and they're going to group together and if one of these suckers has rabies and your dog's not vaccinated for it and it gives it to your dog it's going to give it to another dog and so on and so forth also with nobody spay and neutering their pets now um, the dog population is going to go berserk and dogs can be out in the woods and they can be totally feral or they'll be in the urban communities where, you know, food is more readily available. They eat rotten garbage. A dog eats trash. A dog will eat garbage. A dog will eat a cheeseburger if you throw it out of the, out of the highway on the side of the road. The dog will eat that cheeseburger. All right. They don't give a fuck about kibble and bits. All right. In, in the, you know, in the apocalypse, they're going to eat whatever they can get their hands on. They're all going to gravitate toward the same food sources. They're going to spread disease. They're going to spread rabies and they're going to reproduce. So one thing we have not talked about much on the show is the idea that there will be these rabid dogs, these packs of wild dogs and these packs of rabid dogs that are going to be roaming your area. And this is going to be a constant danger. And you guys always wonder, Jester, I don't understand why you want to stock so much 22 LR. Why? What, did, what are you going to do with the 22? I'm going to deal with the rabid dogs. I'm going to deal with these hordes and these packs of dogs that are just roaming. All right? Now, another unforeseen circumstance that people don't really 
talk about in the apocalypse. And I guess if you've been through hurricanes and, and tornadoes and something, this may have been a thought that you may have had, but most people don't think this way. Are you looking for something kick-ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. When we lose power, you're going to have every hillbilly out there on the planet thinking that they're an electrician. I'm one of them, okay? And they're going to start wiring shit up to their house. You know, can I plug my car into the house and make the fridge work? Can I do this? Can I do that? Do I have a generator that I can hook up? Can, you know, what can I do to make the house have power again? And people are going to do stuff, all right? Not realizing that, hey, my main breaker's still on. And they're going to be backfeeding the power grid. This is, thousands of people will do this because they're idiots, all right? And they're going to backfeed this power grid and you're going to get these weird, soft, glowing lights in neighborhoods and you're these weird, soft, glowing lights in your house because there's not enough power because they're little, you know, 2,000 watt generators trying to power an entire neighborhood, right? Not to mention that line that's down over here that's, that's still hot and power's going to it is probably out there sparking on the ground starting another fucking fire, and then Bob over here down the road that's trying to hook his air fryer up to his house, trying to try it out, is going to get some weird surge and get electrocuted. Like, it, it, the electrical issues we are going to face with people trying to fix the grid is going to be insane, right? And the worst part about this is it's the apocalypse. Nobody's regulating this shit. Nobody's thinking these things through. We've become so dependent on the grid when it fails, people will go to drastic measures to get things working again, all right? And I'm telling you what, if you don't think some idiot like me is going to hook a freaking welder generator up to their house and start backfeeding shit places, I'm telling you, it's coming. It is coming. It will happen. And that's why they tell a lot of, like, during hurricane season, tornado season, they will tell people, like, hey, if you have a generator, keep the fucking main turned off because there could be guys working on that line and you could send power to them and electrocute the shit out of them. That main has to be off. You want to know when the power comes back on? Look at your neighbor's house who doesn't have a generator. Whenever you see him over there dancing around all excited and his lights are back on, then you could say, okay, I'm going to go turn my generator off, disconnect it, and then I'm going to turn my main back on. Boom. That's simple. But people do not think about the circumstances and things that can go wrong, so they will be backfeeding these systems. It will fucking happen. I guarantee it. And I don't know, I, I, haven't, I haven't done the research, but I can only imagine if you had like five guys backfeeding with five different generators, how many volts you're putting into that line and is plugging your phone in going to make it blow up? I don't know. Like I, I've never researched it, but I'm just thinking of these weird scenarios people are going to have with the power. All right. Now, we all have talked about 
the grocery stores and the idea that things will be off the shelves. Um, and we've all talked about the idea of people raiding other people's gardens and them going house to house to look for food. But what they don't really talk about is the idea of people breaking into the fast food chains that are shut down because they know, hey, there's frozen burger patties in there that are going to go bad. There are chicken strips that need to be cooked up that are in there that are going to go bad. So we're going to see restaurant food wars, okay? You're going to see people, the grocery stores are, are going to be nuts. We know that. But when those grocery stores run out of food, people are going to start thinking to themselves, where is the food? And at this point, they will be desperate because there'll be nothing else on the shelves and they will be in fear. And they will start hitting up every restaurant, every fast food chain, trying to get into the cooler. Because a lot of these places have outdoor walk-ins too. Like a lot of the fast food joints, they have outdoor walk-in freezers. You know, so you're going to have these getting broke into and you're going to have people literally fighting in the parking lots at these restaurants for the burger patties and what may be there. Soup mix, who knows? Anyway, so these would be classified as kind of like a hot zone of activity area, like a place that you're going to want to avoid. So if you're in an area and you think I have to drive past this restaurant to get back and forth to my bug out location or where I store other stuff and I'm going to have to traverse this, you're probably going to see some shit going down there till that food supply runs out. So grocery store first, restaurants next. Okay, that's what you're going to see happen when people get desperate enough to start killing each other for food. That's what's going to be coming. The restaurante wars. That's what I foresee happening. And as somebody like, you know, everybody kind of knows my wife and I, we have restaurants. We have, we have two of them. And that has always been a thought in the back of my mind is, you know, we have food stocks at the restaurant. We need to get there and get those back to the house before the grocery stores sell out because people will be breaking in there for food. And you got to understand too, when you get hungry, you need something sustainable and you start to quit giving a shit what that is. So you'll, you'll break into a place for a, a box of rice. And if there's no food left there and it's just the soda fountain soda, like a, like a, a bag of Mountain Dew mix, they're going to take that shit because it's something, right? And they're going to mix it with water and they're going to drink it and they're going to be like, God, it's so good to have some flavor and put something in my stomach. All right, so the restaurant wars are something that you're definitely going to see. Now, we're going to get into the shitty side of the situation, all right? This is something else nobody talks about. Guys, there's going to be a lot of water and septic issues that happen in the apocalypse, all right? There's no septic guys that are going to be running around cleaning out people's septic tanks. If somebody clogs the main line in your area, if the water treatment facilities are down, this means your shit's not moving, Okay. The pipes are clogged, so you're going to have, and, and the, the worst part about it is rainwater moves this kind of stuff, all right? It moves it. So when you start having septics that get backed up, it's going to take that shit water downstream and contaminate water supplies, and then the, the people that have their homes overflowing, uh, that, that's going to be... I don't know if people would just start assume shitting outside or shitting in a bucket and throwing it out the door. I mean, that's probably what they will do, but I guarantee you they keep trying to use that bathroom, hoping that it goes down again. And we did an interview with uh, 
The Angry American, uh, Chris Weatherman, the author of the Going Home series books, we did a show with him a, a few weeks back, and he brought up a really good point, something I hadn't thought about, and that was have a way to cut your septic system off from everybody else that's connected, you know, on your street or whatever, mainly because whenever those systems get clogged or they quit working, people are going to keep using them, and if you happen to be downhill from your neighbor everything that's backing up in that line is going to come into your house. If you have a valve in place, you could shut that off. You're not going to be able to use your toilet and whatnot, but you're also not having your house fill up with a bunch of nasty human waste. Okay. And it, and it's going to be bad. And this will, this will essentially, um, disrupt people's living so bad. It'll displace them from neighborhoods and displace them from their homes. That's what will happen. So you might have this one prepper over here down the road or this one guy that's thought of fucking everything. And he's like, I'm ready for the apocalypse. But you know what he wasn't ready for? His house to be full of shit. And then boom, he's screwed. So my apartment livers out there, who my apartment prepper people, I hope you guys are up on higher floors, all right? (laughs) Because shit rolls downhill, so to speak. Anyway, the reason I wanted to have this kind of conversation with you guys tonight you know, about these different things is so you could start thinking for different ways to prep. And I don't mean different ways to prep, like don't stop what you're doing now, but think about these unforeseen circumstances that are going to come because these are the sides of the apocalypse that nobody talks about. Everybody talks about the lawless society and the lack of food and what you're going to have to do for survival. But these few things we talked about today, they're not talking about. And that's the mindset that people need to get into. Get into that mindset of starting to think about, you know, the fire issue, the water issue, the electrical issues, the septic issues. Start thinking about this stuff because these are real world issues. People just aren't going to stop shitting. Okay, fires are not going to stop burning. And there's going to be no one around to combat these issues, right? Now, certain people kind of have things in place like, oh, you know, I could dig a latrine. I won't have to worry about, you know, using if my septic goes bad, fuck it. I'm not worried about it. We'll just dig a latrine. We'll use that one. Then we'll move on. And I mean, that's basically my plan too. I have a backhoe. I'll dig a pit in the ground. We will shit into that. When it gets full, we'll dig another one. When we run out of diesel, we'll dig one by hand. Or if that doesn't even work, we'll just kind of move around the area and just go shit in the woods like a bunch of hillbillies. I'm good with it. I don't care. But start thinking now about some of these things and put some thought into how you're going to deal with them when shit hits the fan. All right? Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. I have, uh, tried over the years to get you guys into the mindset of being a prepper and a lot of people come to the show they're brand new to prepping and they they are looking for this how-to guide and this show provides this really really well um 
and you guys got to understand, I've been researching shit to death for years in regards to this show. And I grew up a different way than a lot of other people did. So doing this show, you're getting my research, you're getting real world perspective because I do this shit. And then you're also getting a history of this because I grew up this backwoods hillbilly with, you know, not normal things going on, not normal water situation. We did rain collection. We had the wood stove. We, we were cool if shit hit the fan at my house. We were fine, right? And I'm trying to take this knowledge that I've acquired over the years and bestow it upon you. That way, you're one less person I have to watch my back for when shit hits the fan. Isn't it crazy how the prepper show is a prep? Isn't that fucking wild? Isn't that funny this whole time I've been prepping by prepping you guys? It's crazy, right? <laughs> anyway, um, real quick, guys, before we're out of here, I, I can't stress this enough. If you guys are considering coming to Prep Stock, get on top of getting tickets now. Go to prepstock.net and click on the ticket link and get you some tickets. Because here's the reality to this. Today's Super Bowl Sunday. Flyers for Prep Stock started hitting areas today. Okay. Tickets are limited. There's not, they're, they're not, there's not an unlimited amount of tickets. Okay. So what this means is now that these flyers are out, we're expecting to see ticket sales like really hike and they will sell out. Like there's no doubt in my mind, they're going to sell out. So if you are, if you are serious about doing prep stock and you have thought this through, like this is something I plan on attending, but I'm waiting to pull the trigger for tax season or whatever. Listen, don't wait. Just skip your coffee this week at Starbucks and get a ticket. You know what I mean? Say, hey, I don't need this new thing I was going to buy and get that ticket. All right? And come out here and get prepped up with us. Get in the mentality. Get in the mindset. If you've got stuff you want to get rid of and you want to get into the barter trade lot out there, bring your stuff with you. We're going to have a barter trade in the evenings out there. No cash, just items you bring. All right? Trade out for some cool stuff you may need. I'm, I'm going to have a bunch of tactical gear. I know that. Um, I got a bunch of... 5.11s and stuff that, that I got to trade out for other stuff. So I got some clothes, some tack gears. There's different things I'm bringing, maybe a plate carrier or two. There's different things I'm going to bring, okay, in order to hopefully barter out for some good items. I don't want you guys to be caught with your pants down in the apocalypse, all right? Things we talked about on this show, God, and this, this burns me up, and it, it, it's like painful, it's so painful. Things we were talking about when this show first launched in 2019 are happening now. I'm listening to the mainstream media talk about stuff that I've been talking about for years now. And it's blowing my it's blowing my mind. Three years ago when I was talking about some of the things that are happening today, everybody's like, you're nuts, dude. You're crazy. That would never happen. Wouldn't you know it? Now it is. Now it's happening. Isn't it crazy how we launched the show in 2019, and on the very first, very first or second episode, we talked about potential doomsday scenarios that could happen. And we brought up a lot of the stuff. And the only things that really didn't happen out of everything we brought up was an alien invasion and nukes. Everything else happened. It's crazy. The pandemic happened. The lockdowns happened. Riots happened. All these things happened. But yet they still think we're crazy. And now more things are happening. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I I've got a bunch of episodes still that are gonna be coming from the Hive Life Conference. Um, I've got like 11 interviews that are gonna come with a bunch of different beekeepers, and I got to get all those together. But until that time comes, I'm gonna be on this soapbox, not giving a shit, pushing this information out to you guys, because I feel the time is more critical now than ever. All right, and guys, do me a favor while you're at it. Share this on your freaking social media platforms, okay? Share it out there. Say, hey, I'm listening to It's Doomsday Podcast on this or whatever, 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 whatever. I am going to incorporate a contest where you guys could win some cool products by doing this, but I want to see that someone's going to do it first. Share this out. Help get this to grow so we get more people prepared and ready for when shit hits the fan. And then also, if you guys aren't, if you guys aren't coming into the clapper for God's sakes, come in the clapper because I'm doing monthly giveaways now where I'm giving away survival food and like a preparedness book or something's getting given out. You come into the lives, you hang out with me, we bullshit about Doomsday, I drink some wine out of a fucking box, we tell some stories, every once in a while someone pops in the live and joins me and, joins me and we sit there and we bullshit, okay, and then... Top 10 gifters at the end of the month, boom, they win prizes. I draw the names out of a hat live so you guys can see what's going on. And then the very next day or two, I mail the shit out and they get them. So they're getting ready-wise food, they're getting books. And all you need to do to be a part of this is you just uh, download the Clapper app and you come into the Clapper. You follow me there, at Jester Dooms on Clapper, at Jester Dooms everywhere now. We've got the Facebook. You can add me as friend on the Facebook. You can add me on the Snapchat. You can add me on the X. We now have the Jester Dooms X. You add me these places, guys. I'm around. I check my phone, you know, and I don't mind conversating with the listeners. I don't mind. I love hearing from you guys. It's it's really, really awesome when I get feedback on these shows and I get an email or someone pops into a clapper live and says, hey, I listened to the show. Just want to come in and see what you're up to. Like that shit makes me so happy. For a long time, I thought I was only listener. Now I see you people listen. Anyway, that's it. I'm getting out of here. I love y'all. Uh, we're going to get into some of this crazy shit again next week. So if you're not following, give a follow. Share this shit out. Um, help get this to grow. And one more time with the prep stock stuff, guys. Prepstock.net. Get your tickets uh, before they're gone. That's all. You have a good day, everybody. Action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.